0: This podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like sh and other bad words too much. Listener description is advised.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads, where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts, Galan, Joe, and I am John, and today we are joined by a special guest, father, teacher, producer, rock star, Todd Pipes.
2: Hello. Todd, welcome to the
1: show, <laughs> man. I, I feel welcome. Fair? Yeah. I what are some welcome. other qualifiers I can throw on there?
0: I also do real estate.
1: Oh, really? Well, I right. do, actually, Andy, yeah. It's relatively
0: awesome. new, but I do that too. Well, there you that's go. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh,
1: so, guys, we're going to have a discussion with Todd about being a dad and everything uh, that, that's been entailed with that and his experience. Uh, and then, of course, later we'll do our regular segments America's Favorites, uh, <laughs> Ask the Dads, Dad Jokes, and Things You Should Check Out. Um, but first, let's catch up with the Dads. To the left. A man who can tell you what else is in the Teaches of Peaches. It's Galan. The what? what? You know, it's a reference to a terrible song. I'm, I'm really just putting it in there for my brother. <laughs> okay, teaches? well. You guys know Peaches? No. no. Okay. I mean,
3: I know All the President of the, the, the President's United States song, Peaches. But... No, no, no. It's okay. That.
1: So oh, maybe you'll get the terrible one that I'm going to throw Joe's way. I'm All right, I'll talk awesome. to him in a second. Oh, Galan, what have you been up to since the last podcast, man?
3: Um, You know, there's... I'm I'm just going to ruin it for joe and and you but it's uh actually uh, earlier this week we recorded uh the next episode with a a gentleman by the name of dale hansen yes which was really cool um in the middle of that i was actually sick so it's uh that seems to be a recurring thing with
1: me (laughs) 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 i was really hoping you wouldn't share that with the world (laughs) oh okay again
3: but no it's um it's interesting it says i I was talking about it before the, the the episode started i've uh I've kind of gotten back into to buying and selling guitar pedals, which is a dangerous rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> Alice would would be jealous of that rabbit hole because like Wonderland was nothing compared to the wonderful world of guitar pedals, and it's been overwhelming. And my wife is nonplussed that I'm doing that again because she doesn't enjoy when I buy and sell a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's been doing that. You know, Ellie hasn't really done anything. Um, she's been going swimming because it's been in the high eighties here in Texas. Right. And um, pretty much any opportunity she gets to swim, she's been swimming, so she's been trying to, to practice swimming underwater, uh, showing that she can hold her breath because she really, really wants to learn to swim. And uh, unlike my father, who threw me into the pool at two and told me to learn to swim, <laughs> I'm not doing that to my kid. I didn't learn to swim, by the way, when he did that. I, I learned quickly after that.
1: But, We're going to uh, have to make a note and remember to ask your dad about that. Yeah, I was going
3: to say Yeah, that. he'll be on uh, eventually for a Father's Day episode, yep. so I'm going to have to bring it up to him again for the hundredth time because I don't ever let anything go. I'm like the elephant that never forgets. Uh, but essentially it's been that. You know, it's just trying to keep up with uh, with a four-year-old, and it, any parent of a four-year-old or has had a four-year-old can understand. it's That has a whole other level of, of energy. Um Oh, and I almost forgot, I, I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy last night, so no spoilers, this isn't an Iron Fist episode where we go into details, <laughs> but I will say this, I enjoyed it as much as, if not a little bit more than, the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's good to I hear. I laughed a lot. Nice. It In inappropriate places. I was the only one in the theater laughing a couple times. I'm not afraid to in, embrace morbid huber guys, but that's okay.
1: All right, Todd, also feel free to jump in any time to make yeah. fun of Galan.
0: Yeah, so or, uh, that's, 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 we it's, all it's, do. It's a well, podcast yeah. pastime. Yeah, really we really know, know where, to where to start, start. there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I,
3: I have ongoing PTSD from how long John's been making fun of me. So. This is true.
1: All right, so let's jump to the dad across from me. <laughs> just ignore <laughs> not ignore. <laughs> okay, go ahead. His neck, his back, it's Joe. Wow. No, I, Do you guys know that? I that don't. Song? I don't. Another terrible song. All right, that's cool. Wow. All right. Just,
3: on the drive home, we're yeah. going to have to
1: explore these Man, terrible songs. This is awful. All right. Well, my brother will love this episode, Joe.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, what I've been up to, uh, really the only thing has been my daughter moved up. So she's been swimming since she's been six months old, and we can get into that in a swimming episode, but she just recently moved up to level three, which is the first level where the parents don't swim with the kids. And it uh, it was a little tough for me because, you know, we had our routine, we got ready for swimming, either myself or my wife swam with her, it was fun now we both sit and we both watch her swim and it's uh, it's a little a little heartbreaking and you know first couple classes she cried it was tough but i mean the class that she went to today she just looked like yeah it's no big deal i've been doing this for years and and you know it's a little sad it's a little sad when we get to these milestones and it's like i'm never gonna have that particular moment again and so it just kind of makes me remember that i need to sit back and cherish every moment but uh but yeah that's all i've been up to
3: so have you moved up to doggy paddle yet joe me? Since you're going swimming with your kid. No,
4: I'm still um, hanging out on the side of the pool, inching my way over one uh, one hand at a time.
3: That wasn't nearly as funny out as it was in my head. No. Nope.
1: That's how it usually goes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is the case.
1: All right. Todd, I'm just going to ask you the standard silly question. Uh, what have you been up to since the last time we recorded a podcast? Just <laughs> hanging out. Just hanging yeah, out? Yeah, All right. Much, doing my thing. Cool, man. Cool, man. Cool, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I guess uh, we're caught up with the dads now, so we're going to take a little break. We'll be back, and we're going to delve into, uh, I know, all of the juicy questions that we've uh, thought up to ask you, Todd. Nice. It's going to be embarrassing and exciting. Okay, good.
4: Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. Joe here. And to my left, we have the man that was so wonderfully introduced earlier, Mr. Todd Pipes. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for being here today, Todd. We thank really appreciate it. Thank you yeah, for thanks having so much. having me over. Nice. So I'll tell a little story about how I met Todd. So for the year after I graduated college, I taught theater at a private Christian school for a year. And in that time, I met Todd. He was a school English teacher. And one of my responsibilities was I was set to run tech for the chapel that happened every week. Well, my degree in theater was for lights and sound, um, meaning record sound cues, push the level up, push the level down, not mixing sound. So I was definitely out of my element, trying to catch up. And Todd was somebody that was very helpful, helped me with the board every week. And I went, man, this guy knows a lot about mixing for somebody that is just a teacher. No (laughs) clue who he was. Nobody told me who he was for the whole year. And then when I leave Faith at the end of the year, I find out, oh, this guy used to be in a band called Deep Blue Something. They had, you know, a couple of hits, and uh, that makes sense why he understands how the the mixing board works. So, that was my aha moment of oh, this guy's not just a teacher that for his hobby mixes music. He actually knows what he's doing. So, um, but I like that I didn't kind of know about your fame when I was working with you because I felt like I really got a chance to know you yeah. as a passionate teacher and dad. And we got to talk soccer, and that was nice because I didn't really have many people I could talk soccer with. That's there. right, that's and right. Uh, so it was good. But, uh, but that's how I met Todd. He also interviewed me for uh, for the position, so I kind of feel like we had a little
1: oh, bit of next. Oh yeah, a connection I forgot about too. that. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about yeah. that yeah. part. Okay, yeah, that's right. So so that's funny because uh, I think if I was in a band that, that had the the success that you guys did, I would introduce myself like that to every new person. Oh, oh my hello, oh, Joe. I'm Todd of Deep Blue Something. No, Perhaps you've heard I, my song.
0: I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to not let people know just because cool. for some reason it makes them act weird, kind sure. of, and I never gotcha. have figured out why, but it's, I don't know. So I just try to act like, well, there's a different guy. Right. <laughs> he looks a lot like me and has the <laughs> same name. <laughs> but, Look, sounds. But also it's like I, I can compartmentalize my life, sort of. And so if I'm doing something that's unrelated... Well, then that has nothing to do with. Uh, sure, you wait, know wait, what I mean. Yeah. So, it would be incredibly obnoxious if you <laughs> actually. Yeah. Introduced but no, but, <laughs> but people people kind of do that, yeah, and when they do, like, I met this guy once who was on a, one episode of Seinfeld, <clears throat> but he kind of introduced himself that way, and I went. Oh yeah, I remember that episode. And then that was just that, but he went ahead and just cleared it up right off the bat. (laughs) Just so you know. Yeah. And you're going to be thinking later,
4: (laughs) you've seen me somewhere, here's where it is. Yeah, let me
0: go (laughs) ahead and fix this for you.
4: (laughs) Popping out IMDB. I know that guy. I don't know if you've ever been on this website.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So so one of the coolest things when when Joe was talking about that, outside of being a musician and you being a musician, but it's... For the podcast, what we do, I think one of the coolest things is that, that you're a teacher. So mm-hmm. you interface with kids in addition to being a dad. So it's like you're you're essentially parenting, you know, other people's kids from yeah. a certain perspective. Now, I know that the age that you guys teach a little bit older, yeah. but it's still you are. I mean, I, I look back on a handful of teachers that I had and, and like... I I feel blessed to have had those teachers in my life. So Mm -hmm. at some point, I'd like to kind of get into that portion of it, too. But it's just that's, I was real excited to sit down and have a conversation with someone that I didn't know that was a teacher that interfaced with kids. Because as much as we parent as dads and moms, when the moms that listen, it's teachers have, you know, an equally important um, role in kids' lives of, you know, in, in, in educating and preparing them for the future, unless you teach algebra, in which
0: case, then we, we, we probably not have that conversation because I, I haven't used algebra. In the, I agree. Uh, yeah. I, I, could, tell, I, I teach English, so I tell my kids every day, that you don't need to know math. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, 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 you not, speak every day. Yeah. Yeah. day a day kid has kids. gone by, and you yeah. know they always tell you you're going to use it? I haven't. I haven't used it today. Yeah, I, I haven't in, used it all year. I work in finance, and I don't
3: use any of that advanced math. In fact, the computer does it all for me. Yeah, Except I when the think. people yell at me and I have to look it up.
1: So, Todd, I mm-hmm. wonder if you would... how how You have two kids? Yes. And you told us your their ages before we started recording, I think. Yeah, right? my son's 16 and my daughter's 13. Okay, so that's going to be a whole fun conversation right there probably when we start talking to get to the teenage <laughs> years. Right? Yes. But I'm wondering if we could go back and you could sort of walk us through the progression of your experience as a musician and... Uh-huh. Um, when teaching came into the picture or when parenting came into the picture and sort of just the background of how, how all that ended up unfolding yeah. in your life.
0: Okay, well, right as I finished graduate school, um, the other guys in the band were a semester behind me. Okay. Okay. So I graduated and they had to go back in the fall to finish their undergrad because my brother's in the band and they're all, the other guys in the band are more his age, so okay. like three years younger. And so I had this little window. And so in that window, I taught briefly. Okay. Okay. Um, my wife had... Because fa- I was getting married and, you know, I wanted to kind of put her family at ease. So I taught. <clears throat> and then... Family at ease and then you're like, look, no, I, I'm going to have this career that I can well, fall back on. Or here's, what? <laughs> here's the quote. Here's the quote from her older sister, which I remember. Let's see. He's a musician and an English major. Do you want to starve? <laughs> That's what she told my wife. And I honestly... <laughs>
2: I, know, I I do
0: not begrudge her that right at all. <laughs> and so anyway, so I took that job because, you know, I wanted to let everybody, know, hey, you know, I the music thing might happen, it might not, but if it doesn't, I'm going to take this. So anyway, then we got our record deal and then went off and did that. So then when I had kids of my own, I had, I had been producing and all this kind of stuff. When they got to be school age, it was like I kind of freaked out. Like My son was going into kindergarten and I... We took him, you know, because Colleyville Elementary is right up the street, took him up there. And I thought, I'm just handing my son to an institution for 12 (laughs) years. (laughs) Like, what are are you kidding? This is freaky. I don't. And I felt really strange. Like, anyway, he came out because he had been in this preschool program where they taught kids how to it's called reading friends and they teach kids how to read. and So he went into kindergarten, knowing how to read and do math and some stuff. And he hated it. He's like, he came, I remember him coming home in tears and saying, sit, cut, pace, sit, cut, pace, Daddy, mm. I know my letters and numbers. I, this is not fun. Sure. I want it to be like Reading Friends. And so we pulled him out of public school and put him in this private school. Okay. And long story short, about that time, I was kind of getting burned out of producing. Cause I was working seven days a week mm-hmm. I mean for years and just we were producing it was constant wow. and so I had taken a step back from producing and we had some engineers that were kind of running the studio so I was just kind of at home and so I got to go to all the holiday parties everything that the school had I was like cool I get to go <laughs> you know if there's cookies I'll pass out cookies I'll do all <laughs> awesome and so I remember one time one of the principals had mentioned, hey, if, if any of you parents have some time, we are really having a hard time getting substitutes for the upper school. Mm-hmm. And I said, call me, I'll, I got nothing to do. I'm literally, I can be up here all the time. So, they, so I started substituting and I thought, you know, I didn't really care for this that much years ago, but I could really be involved here and it would be fun, you know. And so I applied yeah. there. Right. That, that wasn't the school I ended up at. This was at a different school, and they didn't have anything, but uh, this lady that my that my wife worked for was on the board at Faith Christian. And so the next thing you know, I'm in the principal's <laughs> office interviewing for a job that he didn't even know what the job was, but he had just been told, <laughs> you need to interview this guy. We need to get him on the bus, as they say. That's awesome. So that was my way, because they needed someone with with a master's degree that could take over their dual credit program. So I would teach okay. college English at this school. Sure. And so I was like, yes, I can micromanage my kids' education. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From the the (laughs) inside. I was like, because I was thinking, (laughs) at the very least, the English department is going to be amazing. Right. Because like, I'm passionate about it. Sure. Right. I love it. And so, yeah, I can be involved. And that's kind of what, what happened. And so, and then I ended up coaching soccer and all this other stuff too. So I got to coach him. He was in, on our junior high team when he was in fifth grade. Oh, that's wow! Awesome. Yeah, we kind of snuck a few of the young kids because there's in junior high, there's no rules. Like, oh, <laughs> like there's no like overseeing committee for right. junior high sports. Sure. And So I was like, hey man, that kid's good there. Grab him and you too. <laughs> and they're playing with eighth graders. It just looks crazy out there. But we were just killing everyone. Like for seven years, we never lost a game. That's just awesome. bringing in the select kids from yeah. out, of, out of town. <laughs> it, it was it was awesome. And then I coached high school soccer too. So that was definitely a pretty fun outlet being involved but yeah, yeah that's why that's awesome. it's not because I care so much about other kids it's <laughs> that I need to micromanage my right. own your kids. more yeah,
3: effectively that's, that's, <laughs> but, it, it's really interesting something that you said about your son like learning to read and doing math and going into kindergarten because I know that, that Joe and I both mm-hmm. have kind of that approach like you know and my daughter's born in the middle of September so she's going to be she's going to start kindergarten and be six mm-hmm. and so it's like we're trying to say hey you need to be able to read into kindergarten and yeah. do, do basic math and count to a hundred or whatever. And it's interesting that you said your, your son came back and he's like, I want to do this other stuff. I know how to do not cut, paste in letters. I already know all that. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting that, that my wife and I and, and Joe and his, his wife are, are pushing our kids to be as far as, as possible. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want them to be a burden on the teachers. I, I right. don't want, I, I talk <laughs> so about like, your teachers yeah, it's but, like but I, the... I want them to be able to do that. But it's like, at the same time, it, I don't want her to go to school and be frustrated because she's not. Yeah, and
0: that's what you really have to kind of gauge. So, sure. um, and ours wasn't a matter of, oh, we think he's just, he's so brilliant. Sure. No, no, no. It's at that age when they don't think it's uncool to know stuff. Right. Because right? that right. quickly changes. No, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so why not at that age when they're, they think it's all a game? Right. Oh, that's true. Take advantage of it. Yeah. And, and again, m- you know, my wife was the director at Reading Friends. We had no idea it was going to be that kind of a program. And those kids would come out of there. They're just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. And so when they hit kindergarten, it was kind of like, who are these kids? So
4: It's a a really interesting approach. You know, you see a lot of, you know, especially now, you see a lot of different approaches to education Mm -hmm. as far as presenting information. And you're right. I've seen lately when I've interacted with other parents, I've seen a, a greater effectiveness with the kids retaining the information when it's presented in kind of a fun, let's all do this, let's, you know, like you said kind of more of a game and just it's fun oh, yeah. you know we're we're introducing this stuff as opposed to we're going to fit into this kind of rigid way of doing things whether or not you want to do it it's just the way we've done it and so i think when you see people that are more flexible and more like let's bring it to them so they can learn it it's
0: just you the, see the outcome is different right you know in yep. preschool it's all about hey let's just keep going till the kid kind of stops right you know but whereas you get to public school especially and it's all outcome based right Well instead of just learning this concept we have to show mastery of the concept yep. And so you're not teaching it you're not teaching math or English like you would a guitar to where there's well you're just going to keep learning and forever right you know <laughs> right. But, but you're teaching math and it's like well this year we have to cover this you know and so then you start sliding the, the slide rule of education down to kind of the lowest common denominator. And you're gonna have this big bubble of kids that are just sitting there going, "What the hell are we doing?" Yep. You know, and then it's just doing worksheets, and oh, you made a hundred, and that's that becomes education. Right. And but it's hard to do otherwise. Yeah, I, yeah, I think
3: I think we could probably have a very lengthy conversation yeah. about education and. and... Mm. <laughs> the education you system. Tell and me. And, so
1: why not? Let's do no. Yeah, <laughs> but, let's just have a five-hour conversation and <laughs> lament the public school education system. Yeah, I, I do have a question for you. talking mm. about you know like uh, you're like, well, I'm going to micromanage my kids' education. Yeah. At, least, <laughs> at least the English department's going to be awesome. But I've got to imagine that as as a parent who's a teacher in the school, you have to. Ha- your opinion has to carry more weight than maybe just an average parent that's not there and doesn't understand the ins. Inner workings, yeah. So, so have you have you found that you've also been able to influence the school in a way that you you in, in other departments that you wouldn't oh, have? Sh- sure, yeah.
0: Because you you do get to say, hey, I'm going to voice my opinion as a parent now because this is what you know, and like we are really trying to get homework under control. You know, because some of the teachers and, and schools can be this way too. Oh, if I give lots of homework, that means I'm a good teacher. And I had to say, I hate to break it to you, but they're all cheating. Yeah. The, the more homework you give over a certain threshold, they're just copying. And all those worksheets that you give them, you can find them on the internet. So stop. Yep. Do it in class. You know, you look at all those pictures from the 40s and 50s of kids in class, and they're all the teachers walking around the room. And the kids have their pen, you know, pencil to paper and they're doing work there because Mm -hmm. when they got home, chances are they had other stuff they had to do. So, and that has really helped. And so our scores have gone up. The homework load has gone down. Everybody's happier, but that's just from, again, and there's, there's several teachers at that school who have kids there. You know, they're vested and interested in what's happening. Sure. So, but they listen, it helps. Do you think it,
4: do you think it's something that you're, going to want to keep teaching as your kids have graduated from that school?
0: Uh, I've thought about that. I r- I really do like it. Yeah. I mean, especially since I just teach seniors, right. You know, so the maturity level is, is higher. Yeah. I don't like, I don't think I could teach seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hear you. I can barely <laughs> coach them for an hour and a half a day, <laughs> but, but you know, so I don't know. I like sure. it. Or if I didn't teach there, I mean, maybe I would go ahead and go to the collegiate level. Sure. Although I don't know if I could deal with the politics and insanity yeah. of collegiate education. Yeah. That might be a bit much. Yeah. Yeah.
3: My wife, uh, she taught German because uh, she's fluent German speaker. And she's taught German for a year out in uh, one of the other Dallas or an ISD over in the Dallas area. She taught seventh and eighth graders. And the stories, like there was one where <laughs> the, this girl just in the middle of class, like there was a lull and she just busted out with Barbara Manity from VeggieTales. Like the entire <laughs> song, like doing what? all the parts and voices and She was just entertained by it. So she's like, I just let her go. Go in front of the entire (laughs) class, just belting it out. They're aliens. Like something, (laughs) an alien
0: life force. I mean, hormones is the alien life force. And it takes over their body and it twists their brain. They have no control. It's it's just, it's beyond. Because again, teachers see what parents don't see. Like we see the kids all day long and you can just sit there and watch junior high kids. And you're like they don't even know what they're doing it's like uh, some sort of demonic thing is taking over their host and and it's just making their arms do i mean they're just, it's crazy it's oh, obsession man, it's, it's
3: bizarre yeah that's it's, i what's interesting is when when John and I graduated I wanted to actually I wanted to t- teach English and then I realized how much Shakespeare there might be and I'm not a Shakespeare person so you just skip, <laughs> that skip the Shakespeare yeah but it's, yeah. but it's just it's <laughs> I was, ex- I was excited at the at the prospect of teaching older kids because of the yeah. maturity level. And I wanted to really teach creative writing and mm-hmm. just to see the imagination. Cause it's like, to me, kids that age, like their minds are imaginative in a way that ours are not. Yep. Um, not that we can't do that. We just sometimes forget how to do that. We've been conditioned not yeah. to. Write. And so it's just, it, it's interesting that you say that at the maturity level, cause I, I, I can completely relate to that. I never went to college cause I had to start working pretty much after high school, um, but it's, it's interesting to, to get that perspective of the, like, I don't think I could do middle school kids. <laughs> right. Like teaching middle school kids. Um, but the, the idea of teaching older high school kids. So yeah, that, that's uh that's really interesting. And again, anyone that can teach it's, especially if anyone listens or you or my wife did it for a year, it's like, and we have a, a family friend that's, she's a, she teaches elementary school and to have that, that's that's so amazing. So thank you for doing that for for oh, yeah, investing yeah, in that definitely. because it's like I think the teachers are underappreciated thank you for your service to <laughs> yeah. our children. Th- thank, <laughs> you, thank you. Thank you for wanting to micromanage your kids. Yeah, so you can yeah right. kids. Just, it, it spills over into other kids. Yeah, I just think it's it, it, teachers don't get the often don't get the appreciation they should. So thank you. Yep.
2: Thank
1: Does guys. it? So so going back to how you've been able to directly influence your kid's school life from your experiences as a teacher, do you think that's made you a a, a better parent at home or a more understanding parent, Or do you think it goes that way too?
0: Yes. Because, you know, as my kids, you know, I have gotten older, I can see certain things coming. Like I knew junior high was going to be weird. Sure. I knew freshman year (laughs) was going to be slightly weirder and, but in a different way. And then they slowly become more human, you know? So gotcha. I've kind of, I've been able to kind of see it. Now, do you still get mad and go, what are you doing? How could you just, can you just, can you just think half a second ahead of what you're doing? Just consequence, you know? You catch yourself doing it and then you just have to calm down and your, your wife's going, dear God, what are they doing? And you're like, I've seen this, believe it or not. It happens. I, I think it is going to be okay, you know? And so, then, you know, also being being around that age of kids you are reminded yeah i was a spaz too i was a spaz (laughs) i didn't get all my homework done you know it's okay because you're reminded whereas a parent you're detached so much and you think what are you doing you know i was never that yes you were (laughs) we all were at least a little bit (laughs) this is just history repeating no yeah it's it's all as parents it's our job to
3: retcon our own
4: history to rewrite
1: like (laughs) what we do it's like no i I didn't do that it's like Yeah. yeah I
4: was barefoot every single day of the seventh grade. And you don't hear me complaining.
3: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me for some
4: reason. <laughs> no. You're being barefoot. I don't
1: think that was real. No, it wasn't. Well, it yeah. wouldn't surprise. Damn it. All right. Anyway. I don't know. I got nothing.
4: You're trying to work a homeschool joke in there and it didn't work. Oh, I
3: see. It, it, I always forget that you're homeschooled. Yeah. But I think I'm going to find a way to ridicule you for that. That's fair. Every Every episode going forward. That's and every fair. day outside of the episode, since I talk to you every day. That's fair. Um, I deserve it. You probably do. <laughs> So I guess one of the interesting things, so they're obviously parents. Their kids are our, – our kids are never – wow, English is not my thing. And I just mentioned wanting to do that. <laughs> we never see the fault in our kids. It's like as parents, right. we, we want to see it's, – it's not our fault. It's the school's fault. It's the teacher. Right. If the teacher would just do this yeah. – I know that you, you said you teach private school instead of public school, so it's, it might be a little bit different. But for the parents that are listening that might – have done that like do you, how do you how do you address that like if you have the parent come in and be like nope it's not my kid it, it, they're not doing their homework it's not their fault it's your fault or whatever. well if, might be.
0: if you're a smart teacher you keep a record of things you know and and you pull out the grade book and say no see a zero is not lack of understanding that means your kid didn't do it <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, see, I can say, hey, this other kid over here made a 72. That means he has something to work on. Your kid has three zeros. That means he's not doing the work. Right. There's nothing that I can do that makes him, you know. Right. And so you just have to be prepared. Sure. Um, and sometimes you have to say, hey, I hate to break it to you, but your kid, you know, what you think of your kid is completely different. Yeah. You know, but that might be something that you kind of tell the principal. Because you you explain it to them from a grade perspective or their behavior in class. If they're still upset, you need to suggest they go to the principal. And then you tell the principal, hey, man, this kid is (laughs) smoking in the parking lot before (laughs) school every morning. You know, come on, I'm not stupid. (laughs) You know, Um, in in private schools is. (laughs) I think maybe in public school, there's a chance that there's some parents who are not involved enough Mm -hmm. in private school, there are parents who are hyper involved, yeah. like not just caring about their education. That's where I like to think I am. No, no, no. no. <laughs> These parents are like micromanaging assignments and stuff. Oh, and wow. Y- wow. you know what I mean? Cause it's so dog eat dog. Right. Know, because uh, yeah, these so kids, yeah. they don't just want to go to college. It's which college are they going to, and are they going to get accepted oh, wow. into this program? And so the hyper-competitiveness right. changes things in a whole other way. So.
1: so so, in that setting, what are the unique challenges that you've seen your students face because of that? Are there negative oh, consequences my gosh. of that? Uh,
0: yeah, kids who are in tears because they made an 88 that quarter. Well, mm. like and their life's over. Their life no is opportunity. over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, or... Hey, this is my first college class. I cannot get a B in it. It's got, I've got, it's going to be on my record. It's going to count towards my GPA in college. I've got, you know, and they're just freaking out. Wow. So there's a lot of pressure. It's a, it's different, wow. you know, because again, it's all about what college they're getting into, or maybe that you're like, why haven't you done your homework? Well, cause I'm doing five nights a week of ACT classes. Cause I got to get my ACT score up two points so I can get into this wow. school. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, wow. Do you also see, is there, is there the same kind of pressure that they um, get involved in a lot of extracurricular activities as well? Or? Yeah.
0: I mean, at, at that school too, everybody's involved with everything. Gotcha. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, the kids will go, like my son up until very recently was doing school soccer and club soccer. Gotcha. And so he would go to school soccer, get in his car, drive to club soccer. We, he, so he would be wow. gone. You know, from 7 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. <clears throat> you know, and this is on, and then on opposite days, he would have school games, wow. you know, and you're going, right. somehow he's still getting it all done, you know, so it, yeah, they're That's involved in <laughs> yeah. lots of stuff and it's, it's kind of an amazing thing and they, and they, a lot of them do take care of it, but sometimes it gets to be too much, you know, because a parent won't say, hey, you shouldn't do the play this year. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Play practice is the craziest of all. Like they'll yes. stay up till midnight. You know that. They'll, I do. I do. They know. will rehearse because the play's coming. I mean, you can't just have a bad game and yep. we'll work on it next week. No, that that performance is coming, and they're yep. going to be up there.
4: I think one of the craziest things that I was a part of, because I will admit that was the first time I would seen every single kid involved with at least one or two things, and that was that was crazy to me to see that. But also, I remember uh, the week of the performance school was canceled for two days because of a really bad ice storm. And we had 12, 14, 15 hour rehearsals that day. And so I'm driving on the ice on the freeway to get to the theater. And I just stayed there, but there were, man, it was insane because I figured, well, I guess we'll have limited rehearsal time or nope. No school means full days of rehearsal. And that was, that was foreign to me, but it was, it was nuts, but everybody, nobody missed. No, everybody and, was and up I there.
0: St- and I still don't think that the administration had any idea... Really? That because, do you know how crazy illegal that can be? I mean, I, I you know. can't cancel school and then double down on the play practice. <laughs> yeah, that's safe. Yeah, that that's is safe. I
4: almost had like five wrecks on my way I there. Agree. And I was like, I'm not leaving. And it was like, the, the <laughs>
0: parents are like, get in the car.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I mean, you got to practice. It's true, it's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, that's so intense. I know. Yeah. So I, I hear
3: you. It was crazy. And you know, it's, it's interesting like not, not related to that We talk about your son doing all that running and going and how many kids do that like their plates are constantly full stacked high and then as adults we look back and we, it's like we look at our time management and what we can fit in yeah in that and, and it's something that maybe it's something i can learn from my kid of like how she manages that and so i can as an adult be better at yeah. managing because it's like i work a full-time job and i come home and that's all I want to do. It's like, I'm spent. I'm done for the day. Yep. And it's like, but you look at the kids and everything that they do. And it's, yep. I it, think it, it, it gets just the point. It's just, it's always in the back of your mind. But then you realize like, oh man, there's so much I can learn from kids, and, from and, my kids. Well, yeah. and,
0: and teaching the kids too. Like yeah. I had to tell my son this past year, you've got to learn how to say no. Right. You know, you can't right. do club soccer, school soccer, and play in the chapel band this week that rehearses at six in the right. morning. You can't oh, wow. do that. Yeah. It's going to kill you. Yep. So you've got to learn, you know, but dad, you know, they, so-and-so couldn't do it. No, you got to learn to say no, because, you know, he would be just, by the end of that week, he was just dead. Sure. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's important too.
3: Yeah. You know? Well, it's like, I look back at like when we were in high school and John was in a marching band and be at school at seven mm-hmm. and then you'd have football games being at school. From, so basically you're at school from seven to 11 and then we would hang out as friends like afterwards, hang oh, yeah. up for like two or three in the morning and yeah. it's just like. Looking well, back, we like... also
1: all had more energy back then, probably. <laughs> well, we yeah. did have
3: we did have what Jolt Jolt Cola Surge. What was a Jolt back then? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I anyway. remember Jolt. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but it's Jolt just great. always like tasted like flat Pepsi. But anyway, it's like it's it's just it's. <laughs> you
1: just take a dig at Jolt. <laughs> I, I there
3: dude, goes our Jolt there goes sponsorship. Thanks yeah. But <laughs> it's 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 I guess it's just all of that. Like that. Just that brief conversation reminds me of just how much energy did they have and how we we lose that time management as a kid as, as adults it's just it's and how we in a way that's slightly humbling and, and we like... should
0: probably be redirecting some of that energy well yeah <clears throat> sure if we if just think about if every kid spent half as much time on some sort of extracurricular academic endeavor yeah. as they do with sports like yeah. where the country would be right I mean, that is a very can you, good point. Can you imagine if it's just, hey, how about you do some space camp stuff? Right. That'd be you like astronauts, don't you? Right. <laughs> Why don't you be have to be part of the astronaut yeah. club? Just see where that gets you. Yeah. Because you're more likely to go into space than right. to play professional sports. Yeah. I hate to break it to no, everyone. That's, that's yep. so very. true. That
4: is very true.
3: But it was, let's let's take a real quick break there, and then we'll come back and have more conversation with Todd here in a moment.
1: We are back with Todd. Todd, I, I was wondering because okay, you're you're the dad of two teenagers now, mm-hmm. and uh, you're not out of the woods yet. You still got some teenage oh, years man. to go. Plenty of yeah. teenage years. But uh, how has that has that impacted the way that you've viewed your role as a as a father? Um, is it what you thought it would be, <laughs> or I, I don't know. What's what's your experience as being the with being the dad of a teenager or two teenagers?
0: Well, it's like you realize. <laughs> how hard your own parents were probably trying <laughs> in that no matter what, what you do, you're messing them up. <laughs> you know, it's just like you try, so, you try so hard, right? You really try and you, and you tell them Because I, I tell my son all the time, I'm telling you, man, one day you're going to be a dad and you're going to realize a lot of this kind of sucks you know, like I'm really trying here. I don't have a manual. Nobody's helping me out. But one day, you know, because I tell him I can look back in times that I didn't understand what my parents were doing. And now I get it. And one day you'll get it. So you can get as mad as you want, but you're not doing X, Y, Z or whatever. But yeah, that's, my wife, we talk about that frequently. It's like, because we somehow thought, oh, these kids have a perfect life. Right. They will therefore be perfect teenagers sure they're not going to want to do anything that we don't want them to do or get mad at something and so you're just going you can't win you can't win and so you you just have to take everything moment by moment and just try to get through it wow <laughs> so, so have you and it, it's hilarious it's all hilarious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you just go to bed and you just look at each other and go
2: what the hell is happening?
0: <laughs> what what are we doing? We're not. We're, we're surely no one else is dealing with this level right. of insanity. <laughs>
1: oh, that is awesome. Are have you have you found that um, in your experiences of being a dad? Do you do you ever look at a situation? You're like you said. You're trying to do the right thing, but there's no manual, and you mm-hmm. just find yourself like, wow. Which of these two choices is the least bad one?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Like in in the last few years, my son has been really interested in music right and so he went straight from just kind of listening to music casually to instantly playing guitar and starting a band and writing songs and making a record that's awesome. <laughs> like all at the same time <laughs> and so we're all sitting there going because i had always hoped when we had kids that they wouldn't be able to carry a tune that they would really? be tone deaf not care about music i had really hoped that
1: and wh- why are, where does that come
0: from specifically? just because i've i've because musicians, they're musicians, like right? <laughs> and, and most of the time they get kind of caught up in it and they don't know when to stop, if sure. it's not happening, sure. or when it's over to go do... You know, you just... Yep. There's a reason musicians kind of have that vibe about them, why nobody's mom wants their daughter to marry a musician. (laughs) There's a reason. And so I just thought it'd be easiest just to avoid, avoid all of this. Sure. And there for a Mm -hmm. long time, I kind of thought, I think it's because there's, there's instruments everywhere. And my friends are musicians that my kids just don't seem to care one way or the other. It's, you know what I'm saying? There's so so much familiarity that it's not novel to them. Whereas it was amazing to me because i never got to touch a real guitar right you know and so it was like wow and so i thought okay we're in the clear here (laughs) and then that one year when he got to seventh (laughs) grade and it was like take art or band and he chose band then he started playing the bass and it went from zero to a thousand (laughs) (laughs) and then it was hey man where's such and such guitar oh that's in my room okay hey i'm looking for that bass it's in my room and you go into your room like, you have 20 guitars in here now. What are you doing? Hey, can you teach me this? Because I downloaded Pro Tools on my computer. Oh, I can't do this right now. And then I come back. Okay, do you want me to show you how to do this? No, no, I already figured that out. No, what about this? And so he taught himself Pro Tools. Wow,
3: that's impressive.
0: And that I'm going, impressive. oh, man. Hey, where's your computer? Oh, it's over next door at Ian's. We're recording his drums. We're making a record. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, what are we doing?
0: And so... And my wife's going, no, he can't, no, no, he can't be a musician. Like, look, I can't be the guy that says, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Like, do you understand? so we've had to just sit back and just hold on and say, okay, make that record, you know, and try to be encouraging, even though it terrifies both of us. Sure. You it's
3: know. interesting because my daughter like has a drum set. I bought her a, uh, or I'm sorry, the Easter Bunny, whatever bought her a (laughs) a mini strat so it's like she has Mm. a little pink mini strat and she is tone deaf or let me just rephrase she was tone deaf she's slowly but surely getting less tone deaf she's starting to get a little more rhythm yeah and in a way it's kind of in a way it's not scary because i'm like oh well i don't worry about guitars i don't worry about like do i buy her a crappy guitar first it's like she can play anyone she's already picked one of my paul reed smith she's like yeah i want that one i'm like okay cool good taste (laughs) whatever you know but it's like in a way that it's I love the idea of her being having that creative and we can get into musician because again that, that's something else that fascinates me yeah um but it's just it's it's interesting for you to be like yeah you know he's 16 and all of a sudden he's doing this and it's like when I was 16 I was writing like shitty songs about my grandmother's stew because that was like the level of creativity <laughs> and then like John and I would be in a high school band and it's like I look back on nine tenths nine tenths of the songs I wrote and I'm just like man that that was crap I, w- I wouldn't want an album I wouldn't yeah. want that music to start this <laughs> yeah. because that's that's embarrassing but it's like your kid at the same time is like no I'm doing this and it's
0: oh yeah and it's, it's like light years
3: ahead of what I was doing well oh, it's like sure. th- to be like oh yeah we, the computer's next door are recording drums I mean it's like if we had had access to oh yeah something more than just a dinky like cassette four track we probably yeah we probably would have we would have a lot more recordings from back then but it's just it's, it's interesting to get your perspective as a musician parent being like no I don't want them to yeah getting like please be tone deaf please and then yeah. it's like oh they're not tone and deaf. and
0: then you you know but i've tried to be as encouraging as i have been about soccer you yeah. know because i finally mm-hmm. said okay look man you can't do this in your bedroom right come down to the studio let me show you how to run it because he would kind of come down to the studio when i was in there and kind of poke around you know yeah but i think it was really overwhelming i finally sure. just said you might as well use the good gear right (laughs) now he's down there you know and man they're going at it you know and he's got he's getting to use all the state-of-the-art stuff and yeah i'm like wow man and every once in a while i'll say do you realize (laughs) people would kill as adults to get to use this stuff and you're freaking 16 yeah it's like i'm I'm more than twice his age and i'm like dude that is (laughs)
3: like we we talked about before like what i use and it's just like the fact that he has access to all that it's it's both envious, but at the same time, it's just like, that's amazing that he gets that opportunity to yeah. be able to get his expression. You know, John and I have had conversations in the past where we talk about how many great voices are people missing, and I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing, so correct me if I'm getting this wrong, but it's how many voices out there are we missing because they don't have access to yeah. get something down? How many songs out there would people be like, man, that that is an awesome, that, that song touched me, that they're just never going to get to hear because well, those artists aren't getting that.
0: But at least, though, today... In a pinch, you can record stuff on your phone. Oh, we, right. You no, know what I'm saying? True. And yeah. so very, very a, at least that exists because you're right because we all had the cassette, the four-track cassette recorder, yeah. just awful. <laughs> I, I destroyed one by hitting it with a microphone <laughs> just, once I got so frustrated at yeah. in my
3: inability to get a good take. Yeah. Or it's like what we record on. It's like I have an iPad plugged into a, a $200 mixing board mm-hmm. that I could plug. I could record instruments. And yeah. This is portable. I could take this. Yeah. We, took, we took it up and we recorded it with Dale or, or here at Joe's mm-hmm. or we could go anywhere with that. Yeah. And it's what kids have nowadays and they can post disposal. it and the
0: whole world can
3: see it oh you know? instantaneously SoundCloud yeah. you know whatever it is I just I blanked on all the other sites out there but yeah. it's, it's oh
1: MySpace and like come on no. <laughs> Zynga you know no.
3: um, but it's just it's it's amazing and, it, and then so it's like it's something that, that you and I are in the same boat it's you know Ellie got interested in the drums because of My Little Pony in mm-hmm. the one of the versions of it they the Equestria Girls or whatever it's like they're human yeah. and they're in a band and her favorite pony played drums and she's like so she had a little toy snare drum like or one it's like just it, it was on an actual snare but she had that and, and then my wife's employees got her like a really crappy toy drum set and so she was interested in, in playing she she played that little toy drum set so much that it broke yeah. And so I'm like, I need to encourage that. It's like, yeah. as a parent and as a musician, it's like, how can I not do everything I can to foster her creativity? Even if her creativity is about like mine, where it's like she plays power chords, the occasional like seventh chord, a yeah. bunch of distortion. <laughs> if that's the limit of it, <laughs> hey. then awesome. I want to do everything I can to foster yeah. that. I want her to screech into the microphone, put it up on whatever for her <laughs> friends and, you know, the random internet person to listen to. I want to foster that. So when she's 16, she can look back, probably like your kid does, and it's like, man, my dad really supported. Yeah, my he, he our artistic. That, that's you know, the thing. Whatever, whatever it is, or soccer, or painting, or whatever it is, she yeah. wants to do. It's, it's, I, it's always great when I hear other parents that
0: encourage their kids' yeah. creativity because so many I think parents stifle that. We don't have the money for it. It's like, or you try yeah. to fit both kids into the same mold. Yeah, I think, yeah. Because you know, <clears throat> our daughter is very different than our son. Mm-hmm. Liam is very focused on. Two, and two things, soccer and music, Right. whereas our daughter plays all the sports, and she <laughs> sings and does drama, and does, like, she does every, she's like a shotgun of energy, right. so, <laughs> you know, and we can't get her to focus on anything, right, right. it's like, hey, you ha- you've had a fantastic volleyball season, you want to do club volleyball? No, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, we're, no we're, it's, so- it's soccer <laughs> season, yeah. okay, hey, do you want to do some soccer camps this summer? No, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh my gosh, if you just would focus on anything, you'd, but that's not her. Yeah. She doesn't want to. She's there to have fun with whatever's happening right. and the social aspect of it. And it, you're sitting there frustrated cuz you're going, "Man, she's a freaking good athlete. Like she could do crazy things." Right. Right. Not a care, not a competitive bone in her. She'll just wow. go out there just and just terrorize fun. and be amazing and the game's over and it is out of her head moving on it's like she walks out the figurative
3: doors and yeah. it's like or the, and, one, and yeah. with
0: her I keep telling her do you right. know how cool girl bass players are Yeah, do you, can you just no I don't want to play stupid bass you know and so, and so I can't get her cause I'm always like you know it sure would be cool y'all are <laughs> in the same band you're right. girl bass player are yeah. you kidding yeah. no it's I don't know yeah so it's just they're not the same you can't make it happen yeah. and you gotta let them just be whatever and try to encourage everything. Well, and it's like
3: Joe, John mentioned, and it's something that recurs on our our episodes. It's like there's not a manual, yeah. but it's like in a way when you're having your son, like as your son was growing, you're writing a manual, and then your daughter comes along, and it's like, oh it well, shit, that the manual manual's... does not work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's,
0: that's a yeah. It's, that's exactly right. You yeah. can't mm-hmm. call it version two because yeah. it's not. It's it's yeah. a completely. I'm different telling world. you. Yeah. It's yeah. Because just... yeah, like even because we've had a household policy you've got to play a sport, okay, just to be active, whatever. It doesn't matter what the sport is. You don't have to be crazy about it, but you got to play something. And so Kate started playing soccer just like Liam had. And so we were kind of looking down the line at the club and this is what we would do. And then yeah she bails on that she's doing <laughs> basketball and i'm just going please not softball but which luckily we avoided the softball thing yeah,
2: not that still, there's anything five personal years personal softball of, prejudice yeah there's no telling she yeah, could end up yeah, being there's still time. A star
0: softball <laughs> player i don't know but yeah somewhere the universe has started but yeah the manual just <laughs> when she was six out the window she's oh, on man. a different path and we're just going great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I wonder going back to Liam and music. Once mm-hmm. you got past that initial fear, or maybe as you're still battling that. Oh fear, my gosh! Uh, <laughs> are there moments of true enjoyment that you've been able to to get out of it? Seeing oh, now yeah. that you, your son get into something that you've apparently
0: loved, you know, for yeah. periods of your time. Like when yeah. I would go down, you know, because they're kind of in this process of doing stuff, and they'd have something, and I'm just, how did you do that? Well, you did oh. such and such and this and that. And I thought, R- okay. That's pretty amazing, you know. And I and that's I said, cool. awesome. "Who who did all that stuff?" Well, I did.
2: Oh, that's like, really cool.
0: Okay how how long did you? Well, we dad. We were down here pretty late last night. <laughs> like, okay, and so I'm kind of trying to piece together like when did they have time to do all of these things? How was he teaching himself to play the stuff? And he's recording it himself because they're just a two man band. You know, and the, Ian plays the drums and Liam does all the other stuff, right. and so yeah, sometimes he's like, "Hey, can you kind of take a listen to this?" And I'm just going, "Man, it's mixed. You're you're done. I mean, you might want to try this, but you know." Yeah. And so next thing you know, they're putting a single out on iTunes and stuff, and I'm going, "Okay."
2: Just
0: <laughs> 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 wow all right that sure did move quickly <laughs> our band can't even get a conference call together and you guys are just whipping <laughs> singles out and doing stuff i'm going mm, okay yeah so the, yeah you get to really enjoy it or, but it, but it's the same thing as is anything else same thing as you know seeing kate in a play or playing yeah. volleyball that i don't know about just getting to just be a fan and go right. wow this is crazy
3: yeah, that, that yeah, must be cool, cool. As, a, as a musician, but to, to listen to your kid and be able to take a step back as a fan and be like, I'm just going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. So, like the downside when I listen to music, I pick it apart. Yeah. Unless it's just something that completely blows my mind that I'm like, oh, I can listen as a fan because I, I have no idea how they're doing that. Otherwise, like if I pick it apart, so it's like for you to be able to listen and be like, wow, how'd you do that? And it's like, so you're listening yeah. from a, diff- a completely different perspective. Or,
0: or even like he would call me down there. If they're frustrated, hey, this is, I don't know, and they're going kind of crazy on this one thing, and you have to say, no, 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 you're just tripping out. you, know, you And you and to say, I've produced hundreds of records, mm. this is fine. Just <laughs> you know, And I introduced them, do you know what Oblique Strategies is? No, it's I do c- It's a thing Brian Eno came up with back in the 70s. I recognize that name, though. Yeah, and so Oblique Strategies, they made up all these cards, so when they are in the studio and they'd get stuck, they had to draw a card and do whatever it said. And it would be like random things, like humanize this or whatever you just recorded, erase it.
2: Wow! You know, and
0: awesome. so I got my son and Ian, uh, Liam and Ian, on uh, these oblique strategies because they were pulling their hair out the other day, yeah. and something had happened. And I said, "Get on oblique strategies." What does it say? And it says sever, sever a tie. And they said, "What does that mean?" And then something happened later, and their hard drive had broken. Oh wow! And I said. You need to just go with it, man. And so, (laughs) you know, and so you get to be involved in that way too. And I think that's, That's that can be really assuring to them that you can come down and, and be an authority in the technique or whatever, you know, and and be a part of it that way. So that way you're not a dad for just a little while. You're not a dad. Right.
3: And and it's cool. So like not every parent is going to be able to share music with their kid, but it's like if you're teaching your kid, if you're handy and you're teaching your kid to be handy, it's that same thing you can take from that is. You don't have to be a dad. You can be the expert and show them that, oh, yeah, here's how you do a dovetail join. Yeah. uh,
0: And you can also recognize that weird little spark. Yeah. Because when he first started playing, like there's some kids, you know, that can play a lot of technical stuff. But you can say, that kid doesn't have any feel. Sure. And then your kid starts playing and you go, oh, dude. Like you can tell a good guitar player (sighs) when they pick up the guitar. Yeah. How they hold it. And you're like, oh golly,
2: here we go. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And that's
0: what—that's how I knew back then. was going both of them, because they would do something, and then they would go, huh? And they'd go in the room, and then they'd pick it out on the piano. And I'm just going, oh no, oh no, they've got it. They have the music thing. (laughs) You know, it's like this disease that they, genetic sequence. You know, and you could thats cool that you can recognize that weird little spark. Yeah. And you're still praying that they're not going to follow it. Right. But they do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I'm just wondering with all of the records you produced, all the the musicians that you have produced, is there an analog to parenting in in some of your experiences as a producer?
0: Yes. Um, You have to learn to play on the psychology of the person. Because I always say in bands, there's the one guy who doesn't give a rip. If the band sold 10 million records or if it broke up tomorrow, it would be just the same to him. There's the guy who is quietly running things from behind. There's the bossy guy, and then there's the temp- temperamental musician guy, mm. and they're all in <laughs> various bands. And you have to when you're a producer, recognize which is which on the first day because you got the guy who thinks he's running things. He may or may not actually be running things, but man, you better m- make him think he's involved. Sure. And You're not pandering to them, but you have to kind of play on this and that. So if it's, hey, something's kind of up with what, you know, you can tell something's up at school with your kids. You have to react to them in that same kind of way Mm -hmm. because there's going to be the emotional kid. There's going to be the headstrong kid. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be the combative one. And so you've got to react to it. In the same yeah, way, and I've really found that beneficial, but but not only as a parent, but even in the classroom, too. Sure. Because the classroom dynamics are the same type of thing. You're going, right. oh, that's that kid. Right. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> interesting. So, that's
1: so interesting. Just, like year after year, you're like, okay, this year, yep, that's that that's kid. kid. That's the yeah. awesome. kid. So
3: it's essentially, musicians are just really big kids. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, or kids are just really small musicians. <laughs> so, um, yeah,
3: Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny.
1: No, yeah, That's awesome. Any, anything else you guys wanted to ask?
3: No. No, I mean, no, I mean no, no, I mean not none, none this parenting related. I mean, I'd love to pick Todd's brain about music and recording all day, but that's not the point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Todd, I, I don't know. Thanks. We've just been shotgunning questions at you, yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you yeah. for like, yeah, spending some time with us. And uh, you want to stick around and uh, answer some Ask the Dad questions? I'll do that. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right awesome. The guitar
0: yeah. show can wait just a little longer. All right. All right. No. Your right. wallet thanks you for yeah. that. My <laughs> wife thinks.
3: It's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. John, take us away. Why, like, thank like you, you're, you're, <laughs> my thank new, you're my new, new Calgon.
1: That is a timely reference. <laughs> uh, the
0: well, kids
3: listening to this aren't going to know what Calgon is. No. is. I don't know what that
0: is. You don't know what Calgon is? Calgon, take me away. Wow, I thank don't. you. Thank I you. There's like God, women's. Bubble bath? It was my, like, yeah, uh, it was like, I used,
3: that... to, I used to dump, my mom had it, and I would dump it into the thing, because I was like, oh, I'm going to do this, and it's like, it made my skin feel so, because like, they're bath crystals or something like that, something yeah. like that, and it just,
4: just made don't, me feel, just don't that... snort the bath salts, you'll start eating Yeah, people. they weren't bath salts, no, is but it's Is that like... why
1: you started your period?
4: No. <laughs>
3: so, uh, the segments. Anyways, <laughs>
1: uh, on with uh, America's favorite segment, wow. Ask the Dads. Um, so exactly. I'm sitting around the table. Yeah, I'm sitting around the table with a few dads here. Dads, if your kid came up to you and said, "What are three things in life to never do?" What would you tell them? Gosh. Three things in life to never
4: do. never do. I mean, you could go with the, uh, with the uh,
3: cliche: never eat yellow snow. I mean, I guess you could. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I one. mean, I, I'll be cheesy for a moment. I would say that the first thing I would tell Ellie was, you know, never judge a book by her, by its cover mm-hmm. i mean because there are people in in her life that if she were if she were to know about them she would be completely surprised like details sure you know um and i think that's really i mean it's, it's such a cliche thing but it's like we do that i do that you look at someone and you make a snap judgment and you say oh yeah they're you know they're this or they're that and it's like you know it's, it's the the cliche story of the the dude that goes into the car dealership and cut off shorts and tank top and gets turned away and comes back later to to buy, you know, two cars and that car salesman's like, oh, well, you know, is, is surprised by it or whatever. Um, there's that one. I, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to fail. I mean, sure. it's, that, that's such a huge thing. And then something that, that you'll hear in the next episode is listen to the people around you. Yeah. It's, there's a line in Fight Club where to, uh, the narrator and where we take most of yeah, our uh, yeah. turning advice from. from but it's it's is... it's uh <laughs> the narrator and Marla are in a uh what one of the whatever anonymous or sort of like like the support group meetings, and they're talking to each other like. And the narrator goes to confront her, and basically they have a conversation that it's like at those place at those meetings, people are actually listening instead of waiting for their turn to talk, and it's like right. I am incredibly <clears throat> guilty of that. It's like in my life where it's like. I just want to tell my story and I'm not listening to the other people around me. And it's like, that's an incredibly important thing is like, don't just, don't just wait for your turn to talk. Like actually listen to interact with people because you never know who you're going to talk to. You never know what you can learn from that person. Even a a two minute conversation, you can learn so much. And essentially like teaching my daughter to not be judgmental like her parents are, because Teresa and I are incredibly judgmental people and we shouldn't be. (laughs) So it's like teaching her actively to learn from our the mistakes that we've made and the characteristics that we're trying to change to be better parents, sure. That was really heavy
4: response to oh, your that's all right, man. That's no, good, great yeah.
1: Answers off the top of your head, there, yeah. yeah. So, uh,
4: so I would say, I guess I'm gonna kind of phrase this around in that don't treat anybody with more specialty than somebody else, so like treat everybody as if they are the most important person in the world, get to know them, really interact with them because, like, to Gallant's point most of the time the people that you're interacting with are more important than you realize, and the people that you think are more important are not as important. So you don't want to be caught you know, kind of not being your authentic self. So you need to always be authentic, always treat everybody the same. And honestly, the only other thing I would say is do not ever listen to Galan's EP when he says, hey, I want to to get your opinion on it, Joe. Hey, I don't say
3: any of those. (laughs) There's no songs in there that have any curse words at all. (laughs) I don't think.
4: No, um, that's really the biggest thing I would say Jack is. is <laughs> no, that's the only thing I, I, really, I stick with. I think I had a couple other points, but I think Galana already touched on them, so I don't want to rehash it.
3: No, oh, we're just thinking on the same wavelength, man.
4: Don't. Oh, oh, don't uh, put all your energy into becoming a professional athlete. That, uh, that's a money pit. Just. Uh, unless you uh, can be the speaking from experience here.
3: Unless you can be the next like face of U.S. ladies' Soccer maybe no okay never mind right, you're carrying i'm stupid i mean i guess wow so talk.
1: You, you guys should let me talk just well take my boy okay means. so i guess yeah, well, i guess i guess my third thing know.
4: was do not let galan keep talking yeah <laughs> never let that, Golan that, keep that
1: talking. sounded wow i like it you tried to restate whatever <laughs> Joe said i think I, mean, I, I don't know i got whatever we're all good for <laughs> uh, one i, shows,
3: I just i'm for five of those a <this> show <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's time. What, what would you say is there anything that you would add to that something that you might tell your kids to never do
0: never never turn down an invitation to go skiing
1: nice nice wait big, water or big... snow
0: snow okay
1: good, big, good big, answer good no answer.
0: matter what no matter where it is if somebody says hey you want to go skiing yeah always say yes
1: <laughs> that's great advice
0: i don't <laughs> know why i love it so much that's awesome. That's right it's just, Always do that. Oh, that okay. murder, don't do that. Don't do. Murder. Sure, I <laughs> mean, a great one. Pretty that's, much that's anything great else. That's a good. That's a good one. Pretty much anything else won't get you the death penalty. Don't do anything that will get you the death penalty. There we go. Okay. How's that? <laughs> that's that's a great that is a good survey. A good. Bear- I wish my board. dad
1: had said that to me.
2: You know. Was <laughs> <not> <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, there's really
1: that one
3: time you asked me to help you bury something, but
1: let's not talk about
3: that. That's serial season three.
4: No.
1: No? Um, okay. So, guys, that was Ask the Dads, but now let's move on to America's Favorite Segment, Dad Jokes. Do you guys actually have any dad jokes? I, I have two. Todd, do you have any go to dad jokes that you like to terrorize your kids with?
0: No, but okay, can I, I say this, though? Sure. <laughs> As you get older, you don't have to have dad jokes. It's just your jokes become that, and I've noticed that. Like, I'll say something I think is genuinely funny, and they just look at me like, and you realize. Oh my God, (laughs) it happened. Like I wasn't trying to be dad jokish, but that's what I've done. And now they're looking at me and I'm an idiot. So (laughs) that's that's the whole thing. It's that the type of humor changes. Like do you you guys, I don't know if you're old enough. Do you remember that show, The Young Ones? There's a British show. It was on MTV. I've never seen it. Okay. A lot of my humor comes kind of from that post Monty Python Mm. British humor stuff. Which I think is hilarious. My kids think it's the dumbest thing and so I'll make little references to that or my friend Philip will come up and we have a lot of references to the young ones. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's all dad jokes to them. And wow. and it's just because the type of humor has changed and that's
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you're in for it, man. Oh man. My wife already looks at me as though everything I'm saying is dumb, so I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm well prepared. I'm in that prepared. same boat, yeah.
3: She's like, I can't believe some of the things that come out of your I'm mouth. I'm like, this
4: is hilarious. She's like, is it though? That's All her right. go-to response. So I'm going to start with one.
3: The cashier asked my dad, would you like to leave the milk in the bag, sir? He's like, no, just leave it in the carton.
1: Wow. It's a dad joke. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
4: so I've got, uh, hey, guys, did you know that dogs can't remember MRIs, but cats can?
1: Oh. <laughs> wow.
2: Wow. <Ouch. laughs> I just got one
1: for you guys. This is a practical one you dads can uh, use. Next time someone asks you if you're all right, you can reply with, no, I'm half left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: uh, uh, I like uh, that, that one. one. That's right. a all good joke, actually.
3: Did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? Really? They were cooked in Greece. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that
4: makes sense. That makes sense. I only have. I just have one more. Um, <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thank you. Uh, hey guys, why did the banker quit his job? Why? Because he lost interest. Ooh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's,
2: it's a requirement of the job. Actually, to not do that probably. <laughs> All right,
1: that was America's favorite segment <laughs> dad jokes. I don't know why America likes that one personally. Me neither. Um, all right, so that brings us to things you should check out. Now, this is a segment where generally we just go around and we tell you something that we think that's cool that you should check out. It can be dad-related, but it's usually not. Go on. Do you have anything to share with us?
3: I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and of course this is kind of redundant because I think everyone there's going to be a lot of people that go to see it, but again, go go see Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a lot of fun if you like Groot which a lot of people liked baby Groot at the end of, of Guardian Galaxies 1 you know there's lots of baby Groot there's lots of interaction between them it's it's really funny i laughed a lot i was entertained it's 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 quality and i think there are 3 after credit scenes so stay Whoa. for the credits yeah they they went all out for this one Is there any um, uh,
4: I need more Howard the Duck in my life
3: I can't confirm or deny there's Howard the Duck in that movie Nice Cause I don't want to spoil anything for anyone other than I enjoyed it. It's a Marvel movie, you know, but it's one of the better Marvel movies. Okay. Uh,
4: oh, and also they oh. had,
3: the, they had a preview for that new movie Dunkirk. I don't know if you guys are. Yes. It's Christopher
4: that. Nolan's Second newest one? movie. I'm so excited. Did Sorry. that Sorry. I, War. I, I yeah. will. That's awesome. Christopher Nolan could like film a paper bag. And I would pay to go see it. What's Christopher Nolan is my favorite. I think it's right. the dude. Uh, Christopher Nolan. Let's make that challenge happen. Kenneth <laughs> Kenneth Branagh or something like that. He played. Uh, Harry Styles is in it, which is, yeah, debatable. Heard,
3: but he heard, uh, here, the, the dude played uh, Lockhart in uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. 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 Wow. <laughs> Secrets. He's uh,
4: he's in that movie, and it's like,
2: <laughs> and
3: like I know that guy. And I'm like, oh crap, that's
4: Lockhart. But you've got a Cillian Murphy is back in it. Tom Hardy's back in it. You got oh, like, you got a ton. You of... have Christopher Nolan staples that are yeah. still in it and it's nice because so it looks be... like
3: it's a world war ii movie that doesn't involve the americans right i, I was reading someone say that it's going to be what saving private it's going to be for like that movie genre what saving private ryan was back in 98 yeah for that so it's, it's like um, I, i'm really looking forward to that one
4: too. i think this is going to be the movie that actually gets christopher nolan the, the oscar for best director
1: so wow you heard it here Joe's heard, it, heard it here first prediction <laughs> my <Joe's> prediction oscar <laughs> <laughs> like predictions itself.
3: all right joe what you
4: got uh so one thing i have to check out it's pretty uh You know, goes with our episode is uh, Deep Blue Something's EP, Locust House, 2015. (laughs) True to form. It is solid. It is good. And I tell you what, I can't stop listening to it. So it's on Spotify. You need to check it out. You guys released it, what, 2015?
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
4: Okay. Yeah. It's uh, five songs, I believe. Five yep. tracks. I was just yep. trying to check and then I closed my phone. It's five yeah. songs.
1: Go out there, listen to it on Spotify so Todd yep. probably literally makes fractions of sense every time you listen True. to it. True.
0: You could go to iTunes and buy it. Well, oh exactly. <laughs> let's let's, let's
4: do that. It. Go to let's redirect
3: it. <laughs> yeah. Buy it. Yeah. That's the whole thing, is like if you like a band, I mean it's cool to listen on Spotify to get a taste, but if you enjoy an album, like buy it on iTunes. Yeah. Just because it's like you get they, yeah, Spotify is not necessarily the fairest to artists. That's fair. And we have to support artists because... We do. You know, it's a good thing I got nothing.
4: Absolutely. You should have just... I like how... You almost <laughs> stuck the landing.
1: I like no, how... I, <laughs> I, 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 he, he was just, like, we got to support artists because... I, I couldn't like, even pull
3: a carry strug damn. and like land one leg, like land, break an ankle, but still pull it off. No, no self
4: no, doubt, no. just consumed no. you. You no. and Taylor Swift fighting for artist rights right, right no. here.
1: Todd, is there something that you would like to tell us to check out?
0: Y- yes, actually. Uh, the band Ghost. Have you oh, heard of them? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Even though I just said <clears throat> not to, I'm going to check Spotify. See if they're on you there. need to <laughs> check out Ghost. They, If you like kind of 70s sort of prog metal, like Blue Oyster Cult and things like that, cool. I am telling you, I haven't been this freaked out over a band in decades. Wait, is it Ghost BC? Yeah, they were called Ghost BC okay. for about a year because there's some other band here but yeah okay that's, start, that's, with, start with a song called square hammer oh that's the first one on spotify okay, that's, start that's with a, that one okay and then go to the album meliora okay. but i'm telling you it they're amazing and they awesome. have a really crazy visual thing they're kind of like these they have a, the singers like the anti-pope and the guys are all in this weird mask and stuff Which kind of makes you go, what the heck? But (laughs) but, I can can (laughs) admit. But the thing is, it kind of draws you in. You're like, I've got to see what this is about. But they have truly amazing songs. So it's sort of like what I think of as the good era of Metallica mixed with Kansas. Okay. Like they're rocking. They're rocking along, and you think, they're about to tear into the keyboard solo of Carry On My Wayward song. (laughs) And sometimes they kind of do. But check them out. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Keyboard solo, not enough in today's music, maybe? I'm telling you.
4: Know. Sure.
1: It's good stuff. John, do you have anything to check out? I do, man. This one is going to be a nerdy tabletop card game. You can pick it up for about 35 bucks on Amazon. It's called Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards. And it kind of, <laughs> tongue and cheek makes fun of, like... Cart card games like Magic Cards or something like that. Right. But uh, it, it's a it's a game you can play several quick rounds uh in a night. You each player takes sort of like the role of this silly wizard, and uh, each turn you, you take up to three cards from your hand to to splice together this funny spell that does damage to. Wait, wait, the wait if we played point. that
3: one, that's the one with like the. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I played that. That's actually a lot of fun. It's a great game. I laugh at the how title. Silly but...
1: it is. Um, <laughs> And it's just, it's super quick. So you can play several quick rounds of it. No, it's a fun game. Up to six players, I think. So check that out. Um, Well, guys... Set that time again. We're at the end of the episode. The part of the episode where we all start patting ourselves on the back right. for another job Except well done. We
3: didn't do
4: any hashtags. I know
1: we haven't. So Todd, generally we have a hashtag for every episode, that, <laughs> that, because I mean, you know, it's, it's it's. what the kids do. It's what the kids do. It's what the kids did like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. That's what, no, um, now that thirty something's do know. in the
4: on Facebook. Hey, I'm not thirty yet. You're getting Todd, there. It's if you June.
1: had to create a hashtag that summarizes your experience at the Detox Podcast, <laughs> what would that hashtag be? No, man.
0: Hashtag Saturday Afternoon Fun. There we How go. Wow, I love it. <laughs>
1: Saturday <laughs> hashtag Saturday Afternoon <laughs> yeah. Fun. There we Thank go. Thank you very much, yeah. Doug. Um, real quick before we leave, is there anything that you want to promote or tell people to to uh, mm-hmm. find out more information on you or anything, what you guys are doing? Is, is Deep Blue something? Are you guys about to record anything? We're supposed
0: to be. No, I mean we're doing demos. Okay. We're, we're getting ready to record now. It could take us five years to get anything else recorded, but technically okay. we're doing stuff. Right on. That's, that's,
4: awesome. that's,
2: that's awesome.
0: awesome. If people want
4: to, if, <laughs> if people want to
0: follow you, should they
4: like uh, Deep Blue Something's Facebook page? Um, or follow Instagram you on Twitter or in Twitter?
0: Instagram Twitter. Okay. I think we tend to post more things, or somebody does. On... <laughs> <laughs> somebody out there's doing something. I think mostly on instagram okay. okay okay but i don't know cool all right well, awesome
1: fair enough well guys thank you for listening um and remember as always hashtag saturday afternoon fun and hashtag be a better dad we will see you in about two weeks with our interview with adele hansen Pat dadden
3: shout out and special thanks to justin and john for supporting the detox podcast thanks so much guys